0: You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on
1: ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. The title of the message today is Victory in Christ. So we're going to look at 2 Corinthians 2.14. So if you have your Bibles open, let's look at it together. It says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. The phrase always leads us in triumph, uh, presupposes that there's a victory, right? I mean, if you're going to have triumph or you're going to have victory, then there is a conflict. And so it presupposes that there is a conflict, right? In order to have victory, there has to be a conflict. And you say, well, Pastor Bob, he's writing to some Christians. Are Christians in a conflict? Well, the Bible says that as a follower of Jesus Christ, we are all engaged in a conflict now. It's not what you might think. The Bible says in Ephesians 6.12, it says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. So the Bible tells us that there is a spiritual battle going on, and we're engaged in that battle. And so in order to live a victorious Christian life then you need to recognize, first of all, that you're in a battle, and who is the enemy? Now, sometimes we can think that the enemy is the politicians. It's not. Or the school district, it's not. The Bible says, basically, if we were to summarize three forces that are against you uh, in following God's design for your life and experiencing a victorious life, uh, the three forces that would, uh, we would have to contend with are, number one, the world, right? And, and the worldly system that's in rebellion against God. So when you watch the news and you see all the crazy stuff that's going on, what the world is doing, you shouldn't be surprised, because the Bible says in First John 2:15, "Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him." Now he describes what he means by the world in verse 16. He says in First John 2:16, "For all that is in the world, and here it is, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life." is not of the Father, but is of the world. So when he talks about, when the Bible talks about the world is against us, it's talking about the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and the world is in rebellion against God. And it is passionately opposed to living a godly life or a life of purity or a life of holiness or a life of righteousness. In fact, those words, uh, if they ever were, in society they would be canceled right because purity and holiness and righteousness you know the world is just so against those words and there's another force though not just the world the bible says there's another force against us the flesh and your own flesh fights against you in living a godly life god designed us with biological drives but they were not designed to control your life for example god created the sex drive And it was designed for the union of marriage, family, to enjoy marriage, have children. But your sex drive was never designed to control your life. And God never intended that your life would be ruled or controlled by your fleshly desires. Now, that's what the world encourages. The world says, yeah, we're in rebellion to God and you should allow your flesh to control your life. Now, the Bible says that our flesh is in rebellion to God's design for life. In Romans 8, 7, it says, the carnal mind is enmity against God. So our flesh is in rebellion against the idea of submitting to God and following God's rules, God's design for life. And that's important to understand because all of us have a flesh, right? And and our flesh is in rebellion to submitting to God. And in America, I'm sure everyone's heard somebody say this month, I do what I want, right? And you know who's saying that? The flesh. (laughs) I do what I want, when I want, how I want, right? So you have the world, the flesh, and then the one that everybody knows, the devil, right? Ephesians 6.12 says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So Satan is in rebellion to God, and he hates the holiness of God, and is devoted to stopping anyone who wants to promote a holy, godly life. He is devoted to everything that is unholy and ungodly. And if you ever feel like, man, it seems so hard to be a Christian, well, you're right. There is a battle, right? And, and the first time we read about temptation in the Bible in Genesis 3, Genesis 3, 4, it says, then the serpent said to the woman, you will not die. Now, remember, God said, if you rebel against my word, you're going to die. And what is the serpent saying to her in verse 4? You will Will not die, for God knows that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So what did Satan do in the very first temptation in the garden? He twisted God's word. He said, Oh, you'll surely not die. Your eyes will be open. He twisted the scripture. And that is the same thing he's doing today. And there are churches and people that twist the scripture, and they twist it to mean things that is not what it meant to be, right? And so he is slandering God, insinuating that God's design for a joyful rewarding, fulfilling life is wrong. And and there are people today that would say that, oh, you Christians, you read the Bible, you know, God is a terrible God, and and he's using that same tactic today when he uses it uh, in our society, when people would say, man, if you follow God, then you're gonna miss out on all the good stuff, right? And what do they mean by that, the good stuff? Well, they mean sin. God wants you to have a victorious Christian life. He doesn't want you to give in to every temptation. And we can all relate to Paul in Romans 7, 15, when he said, For what I will to do, that I do not practice, but that what I hate, that I do. For the good that I will to do, I do not do, but the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Most of us understand that, right? I mean, sometimes you do things you don't want to do. You want to get up and read your Bible. You want to be nice to the people you work with. You want to be kind, and then you shout, and don't read your Bible, and yell at people, whatever. We all can relate to that, right? But it's important for us to understand that Paul's saying, that is part of the battle, but there is a solution. In Romans 7, 24, he says, O wretched man that I am. Now, this is the Apostle Paul, probably one of the most spiritual people in the history of Christianity. He said, who will deliver me from this body of death? And I love it. The answer, verse 25, "Oh, I thank God, it's through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, that's what he's saying in our text today. He's saying, it's through Jesus. If you want to have victory between that battle of the flesh and the spirit, doing right, doing wrong, He's saying it's through Jesus. And in our text, that's what Paul is saying to the Corinthian church in verse 14 where he says, now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph to Christ. Now I underline always because I love that part, right? Always leads us in triumph. Now, one of the most important truths for us to understand is that God wants to always give us victory. And you might be saying to yourself, well, Pastor Bob, how come I don't always have victory? Why does it seem so hard to live a victorious Christian life? Well, Luke 9, 23, Jesus said, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. So Jesus is saying, you know, that if you want to follow me, you have to deny your flesh daily. Now, we already talked about how what's against us in living by God's design, the world, the flesh, the devil. And so Jesus was saying, you have to deny your flesh daily. In other words, you have to get up in the morning, take up your cross means die to yourself and say, Lord, I want to not follow my flesh. I want to follow you and the world is saying, don't deny yourself, right? So Jesus is saying, get up every morning and tell yourself, you're not in charge, flesh. I'm not doing what you say. I'm doing what God wants, right? And the world says, no, no, no. You get up in the morning, and you do what you want. And, and so you get up in the morning, and because you've heard this sermon, tomorrow morning, you get up, and you're like, should I read my Bible, or should I get on Facebook? I'm a baby boomer. It's Facebook. It is! Woo! Right? I mean, <laughs> you realize more older people are on Facebook than younger people, but— uh, Right, but there is this battle, and, and the world says don't deny yourself. In fact, the world's mantra that they've been pushing for generations from you know, elementary through college is do whatever you want. If it feels good to you, do what you want. Don't listen to anything else other than your own feelings. Right? It doesn't matter how much hurt or damage it will cause anybody else, or even how much hurt it will cause you, psychologically, physiologically, whatever, just do what you want. Don't look at the consequences. Just, if you feel it, do it. Now, for those of you who are a little bit older, that may sound idiotic to you, but if you talk to a high school student, they will be like, what's wrong with that? that isn't that a good way to live? Well, the Bible says no, because the, if it feels good, do it. We want no laws, no rules, right? Everybody do what you want, right? Uh, and basically, that's what the world says. So you have the flesh, doesn't want to submit. You have the world saying, hey, no, no rules, no laws. Well, they have one rule. Do you know what the one rule is in the world? have one rule in schools, college, public places. The one rule is this, no Bibles. (laughs) You can be as immoral as you want. You can do crazy immoral things, but no Bibles, right? And so here's the thing. Is that working for our society? See, if anyone suggests that we should teach morality, right? If we, someone says, hey, we should be teaching abstinence in school. We should tell our kids, don't sleep around, right? When I was in high school in the 80s, uh, you know, we called people who slept around bad words, right? I mean, words we don't use at church, but, I mean, it was looked down upon. Now it's like, oh, yeah, the more that you sleep with, the better, right? And the world protests, you know, don't teach abstinence. That's terrible. Get the, I mean, remember when they got the Ten Commandments out of the schools? They said these Ten Commandments are going to hurt them psychologically. Don't lie, don't steal, don't murder, right? And, and what, what do they replace it with? we need to have safe sex, right? That's it, teach them safe sex. In other words, it's okay to have sex with as many people as you want as long as you practice safe sexual immorality. Now, there would be people that would say, Pastor Bob, you've lost your mind. We all need to do what we want and that will make a better society. Is it better? It's not. It's a fact, you can research it. Non-Christians will tell you, Americans are more unhappy than ever. In fact, I just read Dr. Daniel Amen, who's one of the most famous psychiatrists in America, said, Americans are the unhappiest they've been in over 50 years right and it's just true people are more sad more depressed why well i believe because many people have the mistaken idea that if you remove all moral restraints do whatever feels good that that's going to produce a good life it's a lie I, i see regularly on social media now people who were involved in all kinds of sexual immorality and now they're like you know what i came to my senses this was ruining my life and people were encouraging me to do it and in fact uh I just read some research just uh, recently uh, on Fox News, a- April 15th, that there was a study published in the Global Epidemiology Journal, and a team from Harvard researchers looked into health and happiness, implications associated with being married versus unmarried, and the impact uh, of divorce uh, on women. And the study covered a 25-year span, and the data from the la- this, this large sample of American female nurses, and it looked how their lives were implicated by taking Varying marital pathways. That's code for being married and doing it God's way or just sleeping around and I have words for that, but I'm not gonna use them at church. Okay, and so the researchers found that women that became married and stayed married, now, that's what the Bible says, get married, stay married, over the course of the study showed a 35% decrease in the risk of all cause of mortality, lower risk of cardiovascular disease and a greater psychological well-being on multiple indicators, including greater positive effect, purpose in life, hope, and optimism. We're going to stop there because we're out of time.
0: Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday, with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you.
1: Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell, or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church
0: services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, May you have a great day. is you